<clears throat> so, um, this has probably been repeated this year at every single Purim event that I've been to. I've been to a lot. And not just on Purim, but before Purim and after Purim. And uh, I never actually studied it inside in the Rebbe's uh, words. And I like to do that now. I just said the same for bringing that we've been learning. And let's go, let's, let's try to learn this. I'm going to paraphrase as uh, best as I can without uh, trying, without losing the point. Uh, we've spoken many times that every concept in Torah is a lesson. Not only for special people, but on the contrary. It says Torah, Torah speaks to the majority of people. And every single Jew has a lesson to learn from every concept in Torah, and not just for one detail of his life, but for his daily life. As is known, the teaching of the Rebbe is to live with the times, with the concepts in Torah that you read and learn in these times. So regarding Purim, Megillah Sester, the Pasha Amalek. Even though regarding the reading of the Torah, we find that this is one of the takanes that Moshe Rabbeinu made, or prophets in the generation of Moshe, as it says sometimes the language that's used is that the, this was instituted by prophets in the generation of Moshe to read the Torah. And so too, regarding the reading of Megillah, that Esther requested that this should be done, and this was said as a mitzvah from the Chachamim. But regarding the reading of the Megillah of Esther, it says clearly clear in the Gemara that there's a source in the Torah itself for reading the Megillah. As it says, write this to be a, a memory in a book, that's the words of the Torah, that's an illusion, says the Gemara, for the Megillah. So there's a proof from the Torah that we have to read the Megillah. And so too is there an instruction from the Torah to read the Torah, as the Rambam writes, that saying the bracha before reading the Torah is like a bracha before doing a mitzvah. In other words, uh, just like there's a... What are you on time? Just like you say a bracha before doing every mitzvah, so too the bracha you say before reading the Torah is like the bracha for, for doing a mitzvah. It's, it's considered like a mitzvah. So it's not just a takana, not just something the Chacham said to do, it's a nice thing to, that they said they were supposed to do, but it's, reading the Torah is called a mitzvah. And the Baal Shem Tev says the word mitzvah means connection. So by doing this mitzvah, reading the Torah, especially reading the Megillah, it makes a connection between the Jew and Hashem. So something from whatever, whatever reading the Torah has something that has to do with us. And among the stories that are in the Megillah Sester, there's a story which seemingly does not make any sense at all. When Mordechai wanted to inspire Esther to go to Achashverosh and to nullify the decree, when Esther told Mordechai that there's a great doubt if she'll be able to do this, by the way, we're on page 199 uh, in the PDF I sent, on in the bottom. I'm paraphrasing. When Mordechai wanted to affect Esther that she should go to the king <coughs> and she should try to annul the decree for all the Jewish people, when Esther responded that there's a great doubt whether or not she'll be successful, because everyone knows that if you haven't been invited to the king's palace, you're uh, going to be killed. And I haven't been invited in 30 days. So Mordechai responded a couple things. Number one, he said to her, if you'll be silent now, Jewish people will be saved, because the Jewish people are eternal. But you and your family will lose. And if whatever I've told you 
hasn't inspired you, I have one more point to tell you. And that is, who knows if this is the reason why you were chosen to be queen. Maybe the only reason you've become the queen is just for this moment that you should say the Jewish people. Doesn't make sense. This, the words of Mordechai, maybe you only became queen for this moment is something that is a insignificant compared to the main point. The main point is, you and your family will lose out on this merit. And the whole context of the conversation, Jewish people are in trouble, they need help. That, 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 that's a big point. And in the middle of all this, he says to her, oh, and maybe you were chosen to be queen. Since Esther was a tzaddikis, how is it possible that Mordechai is thinking, well, I said to her one thing, I said to her a second thing, oh, I'm going to add one more point, this, and this is going to convince her. If she's a tzaddikis, so saying to her that she has to say the Jewish people, of course, resonates. But if that doesn't resonate, and adding to her and saying, you, your family's going to lose out on this merit, that doesn't work either. He has something more to tell her. This is going to really convince her. What's the third thing? That who knows if that's why, you, maybe, maybe that's why you chosen to be queen. What is that third thing he's telling her? Why is that the most convincing argument that he's saying that my two arguments I've said to you till now aren't satisfactory? You don't care about saying the Jewish people. You don't care about losing your, your, your merit of your family. I have one more thing to tell you. Maybe that's why you chosen to be queen. It also doesn't make, any, make sense because Haman's decree was a couple of years after Esther became the queen. So what does Mordechai mean when he says, that's why you're chosen now? The fact that she became queen a couple of years ago is, not, is only for this moment. It's not for the sake of the Jewish people, because they'll be saved a different way. Rather, it's in order that you should have the merit. In order that you should have the merit to say the Jewish people, that's why a few years ago you were chosen to be queen. What's, what's going on? So we'll understand as we're first prefacing a discussion among G'day Yisrael in generations before us, if there is room to look for the reasons for mitzvahs, is it important to try to find the reasons for mitzvahs? Or should you not try to find reasons for mitzvahs, just do because Hashem said so? And there's nothing bigger than just doing things because things Hashem said so. Is there a point in trying to find a reason? So the Ramam writes in Mary Nevochim that there is room in Seichel of Torah, that the logic of Torah dictates that you should try to find a reason for a mitzvah. And it's understood that the Ramam is not, it's obvious the Ramam is not telling us not to do Nasa before Nishma, not to, to have this attitude we should do before we understand. The Ram is not telling us that we shouldn't accept upon ourselves the yoke of mitzvahs. As lots of language the Torah uses for mitzvahs, you have to have the yoke of mitzvahs. But the Ramam is saying is that this, after you have already accepted the mitzvahs, you shouldn't be satisfied with that. The Ram is not saying you shouldn't have faith, you shouldn't accept God's yoke. The Ram is saying, that God requests from you not just to have faith in Him, and not just to do things, but that all of your whole being should be involved in what you're doing. That your whole mind should be full of the intelligence of Torah. That your whole heart should be full of the feelings of Torah, with which love of your fellow Jew, love of Hashem. And you have to reverence and to be afraid not to, to, be, to have your heart should be full of love of a fellow Jew, and, if, and your heart should be full of fear not to do something that is untoward, that, well, that, that's not good for another Jew. There should be a fear in your heart. I don't want to do something that, that hurts somebody. So, in addition to knowing the reasons for mitzvahs, there's also another question, another discussion, a more broader discussion, knowing why your neshama has come to the world. The neshama descends from a great heights to a deep pit. It's a gewaldik yirida, the Rebbe says. It's an it's a awesome descent. 
The Shama is going from a place of love and reverence of Hashem with great pleasure, and it becomes a separate entity. And whatever Neshama does, it's it's as no comparison to where it came from. Certainly, Neshama can't reach where at the root of the Neshama. How much more so? We're talking about most Jews, and Torah speaks as we said before about most Jews who don't reach the level of a tzaddik gomer. Even a tzaddik gomer is not going to reach the same place as it is in Gan Eden. But most Jews don't reach the level of a tzaddik gomer. And it says in Gemara that the tzaddikim are few. So what's the point of having this great descent? What, was this, what, was this, what is this for? It's an explanation like this. Because the Altar says, in Tanya, Gemara says, explaining the words of the Gemara. The Gemara says, a discussion about Zahir Beit Fei, being more careful with a certain mitzvah. Now, Altar says that people have certain mitzvahs they're more careful in, and it's not something that's logical. Rather, it's something that's deeper. It's called Goyrol. It's equivalent to the last week of the Mimer of the Goyrol, the lottery. The fact that you have a certain mitzvah uh, that, that you're supposed to be more careful in, it's because God, arose in God's desire, that this soul, this specific soul, should go down to this world, for this specific mitzvah, and this specific activity, and this neshama has to go to do that specific mitzvah. So certainly you have to do all the mitzvahs, but that's because you're here in the world. But there's one mitzvah you have to be more careful in. And that's set by the goyrel, by, by something which is beyond logic and reason. And the whole point of neshama's descent is for the sake of that specific mitzvah. Even if it's just a one-time thing throughout your entire life, for 70 years or 80 years, or 120 years. As Balshandra says, that the Neshama goes down to this world for 70 or 80 years to do a favor for one Jew, Begashmias or Beruchnias, spiritually or physically, in one place, in one specific thing. We're talking about a Jew who's a tzaddik, who learns Torah and does mitzvahs for 70 or 80 years. And nevertheless, why is this Neshama here? The main reason it's here is for that sake of doing the one or two things. Every elf, everything else the Neshama does is only because the Neshama is here, and the Neshama is here, as to all the mitzvahs, that's the halacha. And since the main purpose of the Neshama's descent is for this specific activity, so it's understood that this thing is more important for the sake of the Neshama's elevation than anything else it does throughout its life. Because this is the thing the Neshama needs to catapult it to go higher than where it was before it came to this world. So regarding this discussion that we're up to over here with Mordechai and Esther, when Mordechai wanted to inspire Esther to go to the king, against the rules. Against the rules doesn't just mean against the legal rules of Shushan. It also means against the rules of Teira. Because until this point, Esther was, her coming to Achashverosh was categorized as oinus, as rape. And now she's going voluntarily to Achashverosh. So, so you have to bring a lot of reasons that would, would address the questions according to Teira that Esther would have. And therefore, when Mordechai told her that there is room in Torah to say that because we're talking about saving all the Jewish people, Esther responded, she doesn't see how this will help the Jewish people because I wasn't invited for 30 days. So, so it, chances are, there's a great doubt whether I'll be successful. And so in, in the... Um, Esther's words, there's, there's, there's two planes, there's two, there's two realities that her, her words have meaning. In other words, Esther is saying, 
I wasn't called to the king of the world. And I wasn't called Bachashvesh here in this world either for 30 days. In other words, I think what the Rebbe is saying is that Esther is saying that I don't feel this is God's calling. And Mordechai responded to her, if you'll be quiet, you and your family will lose this merit. He said, then, he said, then he said to her one more point. Is who knows if this is the reason you were chosen to be queen. We're talking about logic, Mordechai told her. Talking about logic, logical things. Then you could ask a question. I can have an answer. We can go back and forth. We can have a discussion. If we're talking about logic. But we're talking about something which is beyond logic. We're talking about the concept of a lottery. Mi yeideya, who knows? That means, this is not something that you could have a clear knowledge about. Because it's something beyond logic. There, it could be that this is the reason you were chosen to be, to be queen. And you only became queen years ago. Just you should say the Jewish people right now. And therefore, this has to be done not through anybody else, but through you. And even though the, though the Jewish people will be saved a different way, but God can save us without you. But this is a special mitzvah that you have to be more careful in, and that's the reason why Neshama is in this world. And when Esther heard that from the head of the Sanhedrin that this is something beyond logic and reason, he told her, I can't explain, it's higher than logic, that, inf- that affected her, that, that permeated her, that took her. She said, Therefore, I'll go to the king. Asher leikados. Leikados means without calculations. I won't look at the calculations of the, of the religion, so to speak, of the king of the world. And I heard from the head of the Sanhedrin, here from you, Mordechai, that this is something that the Torah says to do. And the Torah says, I, I must listen to the head of the Sanhedrin, because it says in the Torah, you cannot turn away from the words of the sages, right or left. Even if they tell you that the left is a right, and the right is left, the Gemara says, you have to listen, listen to the Sanhedrin. So even though that there won't be any benefit for, um, for my family, because my family will lose out, because what will happen is, why will she lose out? It's unbelievable. Esther, is allowed, if she's raped by Achashverosh, she's allowed to go back to her husband. Allah says that if a woman is raped, she's, unless she's married to a queen, she's allowed to go back to her husband. But if she'll go voluntarily to Achashverosh, then she, Esther says, just like I was lost from my father's house, I'll be lost from you, from you, Mordechai. She was married to Mordechai, and she's saying to Mordechai, we will never be able to continue being married, because I'm going voluntarily to Achashverosh now. So, so therefore, if, I, but if you're telling me this is what Hashem wants me to do, and I can't understand it, okay, I'm in. And this is a lesson for every single one of us. The previous Rebbe said that there was one chas of the Alt Rebbe it was a great intelligent, he was very intellectual, very scholarly. And nevertheless, he was commanded by the Alter Rebbe that he should change whatever he was doing and he should put aside his Torah, put aside his service of Hashem, and he should become a wagon driver. And after a long time that he was a wagon driver, he was able to help one person do tshuva. But it doesn't make sense. Everything is by divine providence. So if someone has to become a Baal tshuva, that could happen without him becoming a wagon driver. It could happen through somebody else. God has many messengers. In the language of the Megillah, the Jewish people will be saved a different way. So if that's true, why did Hash, why did take a person who was involved in Torah, and he's in Meshpia, he's inspiring people, and he's involved all the time with Torah and prayer, why make him a wagon driver for many years? Even though he may act as a wagon driver according to Torah, he'll act in a religious way, he'll act, he won't do anything that's a sin, but he'll have to be involved with the horses. 
you have to give them straw. And I have to clean around them. And it's only because years later, one person do tshuva, someone else could do that. And the explanation is why the Atar told him to do this, because that's the main reason why his neshama came to the world. So I'm going to say it in another talk of the Rebbe, which about the story which I just read yesterday from 1985, the Rebbe said that the purpose of his being a wagon driver for years was in order to bring him to a state of Adaloyada. In other words, was, the, the purpose was specifically to bring him to a state of bittel, of a, to have a broken heart. As the Yiddish expression, nothing is whole is a broken heart. His, his being sent to the stables for years was, was also effect, it was something that, that helped him personally. It gave him that, that sense of devotion to Hashem that he wouldn't have had had he not been a wagon driver. He would have been all like serving Hashem in a very you know, in a box, in a very fixed way that, that, that has some level of, of grandeur. And, and by him being a wagon driver, it, 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 it broke him. And by breaking him, it, it, it opened him up to something else. But here there doesn't mention that. Here there just says that that's the reason the Shema is here. The Shema is here just to help that person. And so too, the Rebbe says, every Jew is told, who knows if this is the reason you were chosen to be queen? When a person is told, you should know that you have to save a Jew, a Jew may respond, I wasn't called to the king. What could I, what could I, what could I accomplish already? I wasn't called to the king. I don't have any dominion. I don't have any um, influence on this person. He won't listen to me. I'm just one solitary person. I can't change the whole world. I can't change the other person. So it's better I should sit in my corner. I'll learn and I'll daven. Not in connection to anybody else. So Hashem responds to the Jew when you say that. Who knows if that's the reason you were chosen to be queen. What that means like this. All the Jewish people are called sons of kings. Princes. And even more, they're called kings. And therefore, every single Jew has reached Higat Lamalchus. Every Jew has a certain dominion, a sovereignty on his share in the world that he's in. Because he is an emissary of the King of all Kings, Hashem. And when he will approach his life that as a servant of the King, so the Gemara says, a servant of the King is the King. He becomes the King. And when they're guarding a king, the Gemara says, if a king says that a mountain should be uprooted, the mountain is uprooted. So the word mountain, Chassidus explains, refers to all the things that the Sahara tries to put in our way. As Gemara says, that after Mashiach will come, uh, some Jews will look at the Sahara and will say, Yitzhahara is huge, it's like a mountain. How do we do this? So the Sahara will put all kinds of mountains in your way to stop you, but the rule is that it, when a Jew that becomes a decides that he, and he sets himself to be, he gives himself over to become a servant of the king. The halacha is a servant of the king is the king. The king says to uproot a mountain, which is the Yitzhahara, it's uprooted. So despite the fact that he puts this mountain up to stop a Jew fulfilling his mission, and according to nature, there's no possibility for this to happen. Nevertheless, when a Jew decides that he is a servant of the king, which is the king, he uproots completely the entire mountain, and he does the God's mission. So when it comes to a certain act that has to get done, a, a Jew is told by Hashem, who knows if this is the reason that you became, for this moment, that you became the king. We don't know, we don't understand everything. So it's possible 
that this specific thing that we're talking about, that right now, this is the thing that's coming in question, could be this is the whole entire reason why Neshama is here for 70 or 80 years. And a Jew says, I'm in the world already for many years already. I put on tefill many times. I put on tefill every day. I learn Torah, I do mitzvahs. I do favors for lots of people. So how could you say that all the things that are are just secondary to this one act, this one favor, this one mitzvah, to whatever it is? How can you say that it's all nothing and that the whole reason my neshama is here, that the main thing is to do a favor for one person spiritually or physically? It can't be, the Jew says, that for 70 years are insignificant to this one act. So Gilatel teaches us, Don't Disgrace a uh, don't katnas means don't 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 um, don't put in disdain something a certain day and say this day is this that is just just a small day. We're talking about something which, according to your estimation, is insignificant of insignificant. And nevertheless, since it came to your hands, al tachmitzena. Don't leave this mitzvah. Don't let it. Don't let it get lost. And why should you not let it get lost? Not because you want to get another another shtickle, another piece of the leviathan. Not because you want to get another shtickle. The sherabayer Meshech will come. You got another piece of the meat of the, that will be served. Meshech will come. Rather, do this because it could be. This is the whole reason why you became why you became the queen. That means regarding every single thing that you that comes your way, it could be. That's the whole reason why Neshama is in this world. It went to a deep pit for the sake of this one act. And when you approach all of Termitzis, with each of Termitzis, with this paradigm, with this sense that it could be for this specific mitzvah, my Neshama came to the world for 70, 80 years, and everything else is insignificant compared to this act. So then you, you have a whole different kind of energy in what you're doing. And then the success is also incomparably greater. And this is a lesson from the story of the Megillah, that when Esther heard Mordechai say, who knows if this is the reason you're chosen to be queen, Esther said, I'm go, I will go to the king, I will go to the king without making calculations. And she was successful, and she accomplished that the whole story of whatever was negative at that time, the decree against the Jewish people, she caused it to be transformed, and Haman was hung in the gallows. And those who were the anti-Semites themselves who were at first attacking us, they became the ones to help us at the time. And in, instead of there being yog and ve'evil, instead of there being uh, groaning and mourning, they became a simcha and a yantif. And she also influenced people in the world that many non-Jews wanted to become Jews at that time. And then Esther asked, Kazunladeiris, write this down and let this be preserved for all generations that the, the way I'm acting now, Esther said, this should be something that everyone should be know about this. This is, the way, this is the way that every Jew should know that if they go in this path that I'm going in, Esther says, you'll be successful. And this was written down with a promise that by remembering these days, these days happen again, and we merit the Zircham Yosem Yisarev. We, mem- we merit that the mem- memory of these days will not cease from our, our children. So the point is, what I've been saying is, that Esther didn't think of her being requested by Mordechai. Um, she didn't think. She didn't make a calculations. Why should I be the person to do this? Mordechai 
Seter, this is not something which we can explain in logic, why one Hashem has to do this specific mission. If it was a logical thing, then we could say, well, you're married to Mordechai, you don't want to mess up your marriage with Mordechai by going to Achashverosh. A lot of other people could do this. And who says you'll be even successful? And Mordechai said to her, who knows? You can't know why this mitzvah came your way. Hashem gives a mitzvah to you, something comes your way, you have to approach it as, I'm a servant of the king, and I don't make calculations. And when you approach things with that way, Hashem sending something to you, and you, and you don't ask, can I be successful, can I not be successful, what will, will this work, will this not work? But you say, the Abraham sent this to me, this must be, it could be, there's a whole reason why Hashem is in the world. And then, just like Esther was so successful, so too, any questions or comments? Okay, have a great day, Jonathan. Great day, Michal Mordechai. Great day, David. Zaygesund.